Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of It's Personal. Uh, the last book I wrote was heavy. All right. Hey, Gary. This is Evie. Uh, my name is Randy Rebine. Uh, but my name is Jared Krizoska. I don't think I'm a person that curses a lot. Heart just goes out to everybody. I'm excited. Hi. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of It's Personal. I'm super excited for my guest today. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Lanisha Tab. I'm from Indianapolis, um, Indiana, and I have been teaching for 15 years, and all of those years have been in the primary grade, so kindergarten, first, and second grade. Lanisha, I'm so excited to talk to you. We talked about it briefly before we came on. It seems like I've known you for years, though we <laughs> haven't really met or talked just through um, being online. Um, why kindergarten? I think that's my first question. Why kindergarten? Um, you know, I, what, what is that? How does that phrase go? Like, I didn't choose this life. The life chose me. You know, I, I honestly uh, never set out to only really be like, you know, kindergarten or primary focused. Um, those were just the assignments that I was always given. Uh, and I, the, a lot of the work that I do, most people would assume um, would be more appropriate for older kids, but I was like, but but I love it though, so that's mm -hmm. a problem. So I need mm -hmm. to make it happen just with younger children, and that's sort of how I ended up um, doing some of the work that I do, but with, with really little children. I love that. I love that. And again, I know a lot about you based on the work that you do in the classroom and a lot of things that you post, um, but I'm so interested to dig a little bit into some of the stuff I don't necessarily see and maybe also things that people don't get to see online um, and a little bit of that is just maybe like your story um, you said you're in Indianapolis right now um, can you tell us a little bit about like just like your background in regards to family um, and tradition etc yeah definitely um, I like to say that I am I had a, a boring but I'm so grateful for my boring upbringing um, mm -hmm. It, it is as basic as it gets. Um, you know, I grew up with my mom and dad. I had one sister. It was a lovely childhood. Uh, I mean, we didn't have like uh, everything we ever wanted or anything like that, but we were happy and we were fine. We were taken care of. My parents were amazing, always did the best that they could. They still are. Um, and, you know, it was just a very um, typical uh, upbringing. And so, you know, just looking back on it, I don't know. I'm always just so grateful for it because mm -hmm. it could have been tragic or it could have been um, traumatic, like so many stories are. And so I don't ever want to downplay a normal basic existence. You know what I mean? Um, existence. Sure. I I'm grateful um, for it. I really am. But yeah, I do have, and I very cookie. I went to a college not far from where I grew up. <laughs> it was about mm -hmm. 30, 40 minutes away. And I kept popping home every weekend, which probably wasn't healthy, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. I mm -hmm. met my husband in college. Um, I was a senior and he was a sophomore and he came in freshman year when I was a junior and just immediately decided that we were going to be married. Wow. And I was like, wow. we are not going to be married. <laughs> and so I like, I blew him off. I kept him in the friend zone for like a year and a half. And then like, finally at the last minute, I was like, let me give this guy a try. <laughs> And I did. And then, like, now I'm, like, stalker-level obsessed with him. I, I love, love it. Him. He's so I great. I love it. That's so good. And it's funny because I did – I've heard you say it, and I think I've read it in your bio that you are a homebody. So um, I'm also the same way. And I wonder, like, where does that come from? Is it because just, like, the comfort of being around family? 
Um, is it something that runs in your family? Like, where did the idea of just like being home um, yeah. come? You? Yeah. Very interesting that you ask if it comes from my family, because it very much does. My mm. mother is very much a homebody. Like, I mean, pulling, t- I'm not as bad as her yet. I'm not <laughs> that bad, but, um, but she married a man who's the, her opposite. Like my father never wants to be home. He's always mm-hmm. at like another church. He's always picking another class up at the gym. He's like a fitness instructor and he's always gone. And that is very interesting to watch because my sister is much more like my father. I am much more like my mom, but I married a man who is very much like me. So it kind of, it gets to be a problem sometimes. <laughs> Neither one of us ever want to go anywhere. <laughs> it is, I think it's what you said. It's just the comfort of, being around people that you know, trust. Um, I am a bit of an introvert until I'm comfortable and then I can become very extrovert. Yeah, you know, so I can be very reserved. I hate crowds. I hate, you know, just things that feel out of control can get very just uncomfortable. And I'm like, I can avoid all of that by staying in the crowd. <laughs> so. I agree. I'm the, I am the exact same way. If I'm not sure who's going to be there, <laughs> I ask a lot of questions. I hesitate. And you know how what often happens? Like you often say no, and then if you do end up going, for the most part, especially if it's around people that you know for like you know for the most part, like they you, you tend to get there and you're okay. Like you'll yes. be you'll be fine. But it does take a little bit of time before you get there and I'm I, I get I'm the exact same way so I totally understand what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> you're also um a mama so I'm also just curious of that process of you being like a kindergarten teacher and also taking care of little ones um and do you find I'm assuming yeah. um are you just constantly teaching them as as your home or does it look a little bit different for you? Yeah, you know what? It honestly looks a little bit different for me. I, I think I even surprised myself with that. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, you know, I'm a, this is what I do every day. But by the time I get home, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's very interesting, you know, even like when I, before I had kids, I kind of pictured myself like being that mom, like that Pinterest mom who was like doing all these like experiment. I'm like, I just didn't realize that if you do that all day, for me personally, it is difficult to go home and, and keep that up. Like when I go home, I am on adult mode. I'm done talking in the voice that's for, for kids. <laughs> I'm done with, you know, all of that. And I just want to be, you know, so it is very interesting. Um, and I've had to kind of deal with a lot of, guilt because sure it almost made me like thank goodness my husband steps in like he's the silly one he's doing all the crazy science experiments that they see on youtube and then all of a sudden they're like let's make slime and all that like he does all that mm-hmm. and i literally want nothing to do with it but it's because i'm constantly in in kid world um mm-hmm. so that's been something that's been interesting they're getting older now um mm-hmm. I, my kids are going into first and third wow. grade so you know, I'm trying to enjoy it while we're here, but uh, I'm not the lead like learner for all of the things that they want to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's very interesting. It sounds like you and your husband have such a great relationship, um, and I'd love to hear more about that. And what do you do specifically during these times to just continue to like foster that love? Um, not necessarily 
because I it's obviously there with his family, but like just towards each other, knowing that things are just so hard right now. Um, and specifically with your situation, because I'm not sure if he's home as well, um, if the kids are home, but like it's the house is only so much space as yeah. well. So how are you still continuing to foster love and traditions and all those things during these times? Yeah. Um, you know, he, I, for this is what I kind of think it boils down to, because we're not perfect by any means. Of course. Um, you know, and we definitely get on each other's nerves and we have our little twists. Um, and it's one of those things where he kind of, he will listen to an interview like this and almost be like irritated with it because he almost feels like for so many people who are in relationships, he, he gets frustrated because he almost feels like men, the bar is so low. And like an example of that is if I tell somebody like, no, my husband does absolutely clean the house. He does the dishes. He gives the kids a bath. He like, he's sort of that, that person in my home usually 95% of the time, the response I get from other women is, oh my gosh, my husband would never, he's never touched a broom. He's never washed a dish. And they take all of that on. And so he can get kind of like, thank you for the compliment. Like if he's talking to me, he's like, that's really cool. But it's also like almost patronizing, you know? So I I even have to be careful, like being like, oh my God. But really that's what it is. We are like actual partners. So I can only do all of the things that I do, the books that I write, the courses that I write, the teaching full-time, the doing the conferences, writing curriculum. I can only do that because he gives me the space to do it because he does do the laundry. He does, you know, so imagine if he didn't do any of that because, you know, he was convinced in, you know, uh, about some random gender stereotypical role, you know, if he didn't do any of those things, then there would be, uh, it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. And so because he just understands that, um, it creates a partnership that, and it's give and take, because sometimes he does reach a limit and I'm like, ooh, let me go here and fold these clothes because he's done, you know? (laughs) It's an ebb and flow. And like, also with me being a woman and I am still influenced by decades and decades and decades of stereotypical gender roles, the pressure is always in the back of my mind. So I can't watch him do all the things that he does around our house without feeling guilty. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. It's very irritating to wow. me because wow. if the rules were reversed, he wouldn't feel any kind of way about me doing everything in the house, all the laundry, all the dishes, all the things with the kids. I feel like he would be like, well, you know, that's normal. That's what we've all seen on the TV shows. That's what we've seen in movies. Like, yeah, that's your job. And um, that's the thing that's hard for me because I can't, it's hard for me to just sort of like, let that be okay. Um, I do let it be okay. (laughs) But in my mind, in my mind, I still deal with a lot of guilt. Like, gosh, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. And he's like, we're partners, you know, so we just work together in a way that allows how our family works. It, it because of the partnership, it you know it kind of flows, and we're oh, able right. to support each other in different ways. And so we oh, don't God. clash. And it didn't start like that. The beginning of our marriage, mm-hmm. I was trying to hold it all together and do because I, I thought that was what I was supposed to do. 10, 15 years ago, no, we've been married. Yeah, but about fifteen years ago when we first started dating, I thought like, well, this is what I have to do because I saw that my whole life. Again, I saw it in movies, TV shows, all the things. And then we realized I'm bad at it. I'm bad at keeping the house clean. I'm bad at, you know, and he happened to be good at it. And so once we like made that okay, it works for us now. And now we can be friends and we can enjoy our time together because we're not constantly budding 
heads. So, wow. Wow. yeah, yeah, that is amazing. It's amazing to listen to because, like, listening to the process and then hearing the amount of trust that both of you have in each other to have that conversation alone is just so remarkable. Because just to get to that point where you both are holding each other accountable, understanding that your roles are going to be different and you're going to be okay with them, like, just to get to that point and then be okay with it, like, that is just phenomenal and that's why you're probably happy (laughs) (laughs) i don't take it for granted i really don't you know i really appreciate you know the the relationship and the way we have worked it out um you know because it is it it does work and i think you're right i do think and not that we're perfect and we know we're not above but like like we literally we're fine quote unquote fine but like literally are researching um marriage counselors just for upkeep we don't ever want time to go by and feel like everything's been fine and then all of a sudden there's a problem one day mm-hmm. and we don't have to deal with it so we were like maybe well, we should just go, go see a marriage counselor just for like communication well, purposes and upkeep so we're actually in the process of looking for one of those now so wow yeah. That, yeah. that's amazing to hear too because like knowing that again You've had those conversations that have been tough. You've figured out things, but at the same time, you still want to grow. And it's like what we tell our kids in the classroom. It's like, even though that paragraph or that letter or that drawing is so good, like you can still make it better, right? Yes. To you to take what you're practicing and or what you're preaching and then start to practice it. It's just, I love hearing that. I really love hearing that. I have just, again, I have a handful of questions that I had written down, but just talking to you, all these things are coming to mind. So (laughs) the other question I know that faith is um, very, very important to you. Um, Can you share how much of an influence that just has been to just like your life, I think, um, and how you bring that into family? Oh, yeah. We, um, my husband and I both um, grew up Christian, um, but like, like Pentecostal. For me, I was like Pentecostal Christian growing up. So like, church was all day, right? Like mm-hmm. we got there for month, Sunday school in the morning, and that was like an hour and a half. And then we went into the big service. Man, we would get to church like nine, ten. Wouldn't be walking out to like three. Like it was a full day <laughs> situation. And then they would have the nerve to like go home and like try to eat dinner real quick and go back. To the night. Go back again. <laughs> you know. So um, that. But you know, it's just I, that it plays such a big role in my life because you know it's such a big part of my culture and how I grew up and the, the old church ladies fussing at us and you know the, the church kids like worried about being too worldly but then also like we like that song on the radio so like how do we know? <laughs> and so things like that have definitely um influenced um you know and then I went to a Christian college so I went to Anderson University which is a, a Christian school and so um, when I met David, um, he grew up a little more reserved, like um, his churches were like Lutheran and things like that. And um, he kind of church hopped. And so when we came together, we were very uh, similar in our beliefs. And now it really does. Um, nothing filters through nothing, you know, is not filtering through our, our faith lens with what we do. Like that's always first for us. We are raising our children in that way. It's very important to us. Wow. Wow. That's so nice to hear. That's so nice to hear. And it's it's interesting how it changes over time because um, growing up Christian as well, like I just remember, I remember Sunday school like very vividly, like just the experience of like not wanting to wake up. 
<laughs> and then like we went to like this church we went to church we went to this basement of classrooms and I remember yes. just sitting and like I did I took it for granted obviously like as a kid because there's so many other things that you are usually into whether it's sports or reading or whatever it is um but I do value it I'm very happy that I had gone and my parents had sent me um, because yeah. faith is really important to me as well very very important um so I, I love that you are now also like implementing that in your home um and the kids would be very grateful for that as they get older. I think it'll play a, an important role in their lives as well. Um, so. so that's really nice to hear. Yeah, I hope, I think so. I think so. I think at least you're introducing it to them. You're showing them things that have been value, that you've held value with. Um, so it, it's kind of one of those things where you, that's all you can do, right? That's all you can do. And then as they get older, hopefully they decide um, yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have a very, large following online i think it is a testament to the amazing work that you do um in the classroom but also like a testament to you just like being super kind and generous um you are often just sharing advice um lessons curriculum like everything you can possibly imagine um online with other educators um what do you do outside of all that amazing work for fun um, because I know you work a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is going to be like the most boring question ever. What do I do for fun? Like <laughs> I am at my happiest when my children, I love them. I'm with them all the time. When my children are with somebody that I completely trust and I don't have to worry. So like my mom and dad, um, and they're happy and having fun with my parents. And then my husband and I can like go grab dinner somewhere and like mm. come home and Netflix and like love that. literally fall asleep, but still just like I'm at my absolute happiest. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. all I you don't take. have to worry. I, I get oh, that though. Cause yes. you don't have to worry. I get that. Let's say, okay, let's say you do get that. Like, where would you go? If you're going to a restaurant, if you're going to have dinner, where would you guys go? Yeah. Um, so if we're feeling like, and see too, a lot of this is just the phase of life that we're in it's not like we always say like it's not our fancy phase because the kids are still little so usually uh -huh. we're we're, we're more tired than we will probably be when they're a little bit old you know maybe I don't know it's just uh -huh. I know that parenting you there's different kinds of tired like when they're really little and it takes a physical toll on you because you have to like give them a bath and you have to do all mm. of that I think mm. when they get older it's a different kind of tired like a, a more mental kind of tired. you know like when you're parenting so right now we're coming out of that like physical tired like I can't just tell you, you know, to just go do this thing. I have to go physically help you do it. And so I say all that to say we're pretty basic right now. If we're going to go, like, have dinner, if we're, we're going to get fancy, we'll be like, oh, let's go to Ruth's Chris, which, like, isn't super, super fancy, but it's fancy enough. Um, but, like, we're not in that, like, foodie phase yet. Like, we have friends that are about 10 years older than us, and they're always at, like, the hottest little restaurant spot. And we are always looking at them like, that's going to be us. Give us a few years. We're going to be at all the new spots. It's going to be so great. So we're pretty basic at this point, and we're just like, let's just go get something to get. Like, okay. Cheesecake factory. <laughs> and that's okay. And you know yeah, what? Sometimes, yeah. like, even like, I love, I like, I, we, both my wife and I love just takeout or ordering food and just being able to put our feet up and relax. Yes. So that is 
so much us in a variety of ways. So when you say that again, I totally understand what you're saying. Yes. Sometimes it's nice just to, like we don't have kids. We don't have kids. But I know the feeling of just like not hearing, like having a place to yourself, making sure like everything's quiet. You don't have to tend to anything. Um, and you're also around kids every day. So like yes. I think, I'm not sure what your husband does, but I'm sure both of you value that time that you have together, right? Because kids, if, if you have kids, they, they, they take up a lot of, they take up your Oh, home. yeah. Oh, yeah. We spend all day with, watch this, mom. Watch this, dad. Watch this, mom. And you're like, because what you're showing me is super impressive, right? And they're like, nah, no, but I still want you to watch. <laughs> they're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so where can people find you online? Mm-hmm. Where, where are some places people oh, can sorry. find you online? I heard that differently. I'm with you. So if I'm being honest, I'm really only active on Instagram. Um, you know, even years ago when I first started, that was always the platform that I could understand. It spoke to me. I love the visual aspect of it. Twitter was a little bit like scary because it was just so fast and all these people coming in. So I didn't really gravitate towards Twitter. And then Facebook can just be like, you know, a lot as well, but Twitter or um, Instagram just seems like this like safer little like mini community that I really enjoy. So I'm mostly there apron underscore education. And then I've been working on putting lots of my content because while Instagram is great, literally all this great work on your feed is buried in like a million scrolls, you know, and like that really makes me sad sometimes. So I've been trying to really work on moving some of my content from Instagram back to my website and like my blog so that it can live in a place that's a little more accessible because otherwise it's like all that great content is buried and no one can see it. And I know. So, but my website is just my first and last name, lenishatab.com. And those are really the two places where you can find me. Beautiful. And if I can ask, what's, do you have anything that's coming up next from you? Like, again, I know that you are an author, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are consistently <laughs> rewriting and writing curriculum for our kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything this year coming out? Yeah, um, actually, I do. Um, so this summer, I'm going to be hosting a virtual writing camp, but with my children. So Lily and DJ are going to be writing oh with me God. and helping me teach. And it's going to be, you know, virtual open to kids to come in and write with us. And I'll teach them, you know, a lot of the writing lessons that I put on Instagram. I'll teach directly to the children. So I'm very excited about that. We have a session in June and a session in July. Yeah. And then um, beyond that, I do have another children's picture book coming out probably September. It's done now, but the book that it is would just do better. It's more appropriate if you would um, for like fall and winter time. Sure. So I'm getting some things in the works now to sort of launch it in the way that I want to. I'm publishing with an independent publisher. So I get to basically do whatever I want to do. And I love that. Um, So I'm very excited to just sort of make my own rules and launch my book in the way that I want to, but it'll be out around September, October. Yeah. Those are pretty much the two big things I've got going on for the rest of this year. You are always so busy and I'm always so impressed with the work that you're doing. Um, Thank you so much. Just again, I I feel like honestly, I've known you for so long. (laughs) What's that meme that's like, social media will really have you being like, your child is five. I remember when they were bored and like you've never met them. (laughs) It's so funny, but thank you so much.